0: that thinks that this is sexy is like crazy i'm like a christmas tree i'm a christmas tree
1: welcome back to bravo breaking news this week on the real housewives of new york the ladies headed to the hamptons for some hamptoning and let's just say they
0: brought a whole lot of baggage in every sense of the word sigh packed for literally a month jenna opened up a lot about her past and let's just say jessel is mentioning it all which is bringing Quite the drama.
1: We're ready to share all of our hot takes, but before we do, make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss any Bravo breaking news.
0: I also wanted to mention that we will be officially going to BravoCon in Las Vegas this November. We hope to see you all there. If you weren't able to get tickets yet, do not worry because one day tickets will still be going on sale this Friday so you have another shot.
1: Yeah, I know the ticketing was it was like Taylor Swift 2.0. So I know there's a lot of disappointment out there. But for those of you who were able to score tickets, we're so excited to see you there. And like Kim said, um, even if you can get a one day ticket, it's worth it to go. This will be my first year. But
0: I know Kim's been before and I'm just I'm so excited. I am so excited too. We literally cannot wait. But let's dive into New York because we have a lot to discuss. So we start with Uba and Sai getting in the car and they are getting ready to go to the Hamptons to stay at Aaron's house. We see Sai come out with luggage upon luggage upon luggage. She has more garment bags. You would think that there is like a campaign photo shoot for like J Crew going on or something. She has packed for literally 30 days abroad when she's going to the Hamptons for three days, so it barely all fits in the car. You know, Jessel comes to join, and there's not any room left for her luggage. Um, you know, but they all get in the car. They're on their way. Uba kind of shares, you know, she'd maybe rather stay in a hotel, but, you know, she's going to rough it and stay in the 6,500 square foot house. And Sai also decides to bring her own toilet paper because, again, she thinks that Aaron's 6,500 square foot house might only have single ply toilet paper. Like, I don't know. I kind of loved it, but also was like, really? These girls are entitled beyond entitled. I swear, it's like...
1: They are the daughters of Ramona and Countess Luann a la season, you know, early seasons when she was super snobby. But, like, yeah, I think the toilet paper might have been kind of a bit, but also not. But, yeah, it was wild. Like, and then we see Aaron's house, which is absolutely beautiful. And she's putting these monogram jammies in everyone's room, you know, all the rooms are beautifully decorated. There's no fish room to speak of. I loved that when Erin was kind of describing her Hamptons journey, she talked about how her and her husband's parents both used to Hampton, to get not together, but they both used to Hampton when they were younger. And now I'm just obsessed with using Hamptoning as a verb. We find out that Uba is the one who doesn't eat cheese. So maybe Cheesegate was actually misunderstanding and it came down to Uba. I don't know. I'm still unclear about that, but... They call Aaron from the car and Aaron says, "Oh, I have caviar." And Uba is instantly, you know, like tongue out, and poor Aaron just cannot win. She can't serve these ladies cheese without getting hounded for it. She can't serve caviar without getting a yuck. What is she supposed to do? I mean, I I just At this point, it's like, you know what? Then just bring your own food. Bring your own food. And then she'll get in trouble for that, too. Then we see Jenna roll up in this cool vintage car. And she just is the epitome of, like, effortlessly cool. Like, I want to be Jenna Lyons because she just has this, like, je ne sais quoi that she is just so, you know in her element, in her vibe. And she definitely puts a lot of thought into her looks, but she doesn't come across
0: as if she's trying too hard. And like, to me, that's that's what you want. Totally. Like I am in this, you know, scene, I am team Jenna and Aaron. I mean, Aaron serving the caviar. Could you be any more chic, luxurious? I mean, that is a, you know, spread that I would love to, you know, arrive to in the Hamptons, and for people to kind of stick their nose up, like caviar is like, you know, for the elite. Like I would just not be complaining, but to each their own. Um. So, so back in the car, Jessel drops a bombshell that kind of takes the you know car by storm. Sai and Uba are freaking out because she said she has not had sex since she had kids. And this is, we learn it was like one year, and then we learn later it was like it's been two years. And Sai and Uba freak out, as they should. It's a little worrisome, a little weird. But Jussel kind of explains that it's, you know, she's kind of maybe a little insecure about her body since she had the kids. She's embarrassed about her C-section scar. But yeah, what did you think of the lady's reaction in in the car? I was so mad
1: in this moment pretty much at all of their reactions because in Sai especially Sai like is rubbing me wrong this entire episode but she they were just instantly like what's wrong with you you need to have sex with your husband or he's going to leave you you know that was basically the subtext and well you need to just get in there why don't you just put on some lingerie and it's like you guys are not being supportive or sympathetic to this woman at all there's clearly something underlying going on and instead of asking the questions they're just like oh my god that's so weird you know I thought it was very judgmental and as someone who's had a kid myself like I was not ready to just jump right back into it like your body goes through a lot of changes she went through you know five rounds of IVF there's, like she said later on in the episode, there was a lot of pressured, like, you know, scheduling time to have sex to in order to conceive. It becomes not fun anymore at that point. And she probably just has a mental block there, let alone the physical, the physicality of it. Like your body takes a lot, your hormones take a long time to readjust, to get back to where you were. I want to say it took me probably about two years. Not that I didn't have sex for those two years, but like it wasn't the way it used to be. And so I just felt bad for her. Like I really identified with Jessel in this moment. And I was so pissed because if I told my friends and that's how they reacted, I would feel really ashamed. And like, I don't know, I would just be like, well, screw you guys. You don't have any, you know, sympathy for my situation. So I don't know. That's my soapbox. But so was your take.
0: Yeah. So while I do agree with many of your points, I have to kind of see the other side because I almost think that that's like a natural reaction to have. Kind of like, what? Like, whoa, what's going on? Like, I don't know. I don't have kids, so I don't have that, you know, relatability factor to this. But let's be real. If any other housewife on any other franchise said this, let's say Gina or Emily brought this up, you know, Tamara and Heather and Shannon would all be reacting the exact same way. So I'm not going to judge Sai and Uba for reacting the way they did because I just think it's a natural reaction. And I think that any other housewife would have reacted the exact same. That's fine. You can leave the judging to me on this one. So all of the ladies finally arrive in the Hamptons. And, you know, of course, it's size bags once again. Everybody's lugging them up the stairs. I mean, there's no help. There's no staff at the house. So everybody has to help Cy carry her 9000 bags up the stairs. And honestly, like I would be annoyed too. I would be like, this is overkill. This is like a little much. And even Jenna's being like, you know, I I respect her. I know she's an influencer, but like, I just don't have the stamina to like change into five outfits a day. And honestly, same Jenna, same. Like it's it's a little, it's it's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. And then we have like the picking of room situations. And a. At, as soon as this began, I was like, oh gosh, like, what are we getting ourselves into? Like, we know how the Roni women are about picking rooms, but they seemed fine with everything. You know, there was like a little shade, like here and there, like Jessel got the kids' room with the rainbow, which I thought was very cute and, you know, worked quite well. But I just love like the juxtaposition between new Roni and old Roni because you know that Sonia and Ramona like would not have been just happily accepted the first room that they got.
1: Yeah. I mean, however, we did get Sai saying, I can't work with this closet. You know, I'm going to need a bigger space. And then she was like, I'm kidding. But maybe she wasn't kidding. I think she thinks she's being funny, but like, it's like not that funny. And so again, she's just annoying me. So I think I kind of latched onto that. And I was like, get out of here. Like, you wish you had this house. And then she's going off about the caviar on a, on a Pringle. And I know I've seen that on Below Deck. I want to say it was Chef Rachel maybe or Chef Adam who served caviar on a potato chip and saying that that's kind of the new thing because like the salty texture brings it out. I don't know. I've never had caviar. But they, she was kind of, you know, poo-pooing that. At least give me a blimey, And I was like, you know what? It reminded me of the phrase, money talks and wealth whispers. And right now... Sai is, or no, is it money shouts and wealth whispers? I don't know. Sai is shouting, you know, about how all of these things are not good enough for her. The toilet paper, the closet, the the Pringle caviar. And meanwhile, Aaron's the one in this gorgeous, massive house in the Hamptons. You know, Sai, I don't see you having a house in the
0: Hamptons. Maybe you have one elsewhere, but I don't know yet but that's where I'm at. I'm right there with you. You know, sigh, it's giving try hard. It's giving thirsty. Like you're doing too much. Take it down several notches because if we're going to have this influencer, like, you know, to the max personality, like, you know, it's her whole entire being. I'm not here for it. Yeah.
1: She's doing the most in every scene and it's like, okay, we get it. So, okay. Then we get a nice scene where Jenna's talking about her mother who sadly passed away a couple weeks prior. Um, She says that, you know, she didn't really have the childhood that was typical. Her mom was diagnosed late in life with Asperger's. And she's like, that made a lot of sense because she wasn't really ever able to have these, you know, connections. And she complimented Jessel's mom saying, you know, she was so warm and welcoming and And that's kind of what I always wanted in a relationship with my mom. And I never had. And I don't know. I just thought it was really sweet. And it kind of, you know, gave us a glimpse into why maybe Jenna is a little bit more reserved in, you know, in how she behaves.
0: Yeah. And then that line, I thought that Erin was kind of throwing shade at first when she was like, Jenna is sometimes cold like her mom. What did you think about when she said that? Because at first I was like, woof, like. I don't know, is there, are there some like shady undertones, but it kind of, you know, seems like maybe she was just, I don't know, blaming it on how she was raised and stuff like that and a little bit more understanding, but I don't know, maybe there was like some shade there. I don't think she intended
1: it to be shady, but I agree. It was kind of something that if you're friends with someone probably shouldn't say, or at least not use that type of word, like maybe a little standoffish or, you know, something like that, but cold- Kind of seems a little harsh.
0: So then the ladies are complaining yet again about the food. Poor, poor Uba. So Uba, I mean, totally won me over this episode, even though I do not agree with her distaste of caviar. I I don't agree with it whatsoever. But I do appreciate her immediate need for a sandwich and needing to go to Provisions only to arrive and for it to be closed. Like that would be such a heart. Breaking moment for me too. I felt for Uba in that scene. It was tough. Oh my God. She was like strutting down that
1: little sidewalk, just so excited for her sandwich. And then, no, it's
0: closed. Like, oh God, that would, yeah, that would break my heart too. And then we get the third gate of the season, which I'm calling Lingerie Gate. This is, you know, where, of course, Jenna really nicely has gifts for all of the women and they are lingerie. And everybody opens them. You know, Sai has this really sexy, like, black lace piece. You know, we see kind of everybody opening them. And then Jessel opens hers. And this is where drama ensues because it is an immediate no for her. She (laughs) does not like the color. She does not like the lace placement. It's it's like a whole thing. I mean, what did you think about it? I this is the same space. I personally thought it was hideous. Same. I got to say
1: same. I was not a fan. I thought the green color made it look very cheap. It was also like you could tell it was going to be ill-fitting and, and large on her. So I have to say, I do agree with Jessel. However, in the moment when you're being gifted something, there's a polite way to accept the gift. Even if you hate it, and Jessel just did not have any of that politeness in her.
0: <laughs> oh no! And then it gets even worse when she tries it on. But we will we'll get to that in a second. <sighs>
1: so then, speaking of sort of Jessel's fashion choices, though, they're heading out to dinner, and Jessel goes to change her bag. Oh, I want to bring this bag instead. And Jenna's like walking by, and it, she just stops and turns and is like, "No, no, no! You can't do that. No, you already have Alexander Wang on your back." On your belt, you can't carry a Balenciaga bag. And Jessel was like, oh, okay. Like, it was like being, she, she was being scolded by the master, you know, the teacher. And I would have died. Like, if Jen Alliance had called me out on what I was wearing like that, oh my God, I probably would have melted into a puddle. But It
0: was also amazing and it needed to be said. It needed to be said. I mean, Jenna is so right for this and she has a point. Jessel's in the fashion industry. What are you thinking? Like label, 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 you know, like, and I saw a lot of talk on social media about this. Like maybe they should give, you know, Dorit, uh, maybe Jenna needs to read Dorit a little bit, but at least Dorit keeps it consistent. You know, if it's Louis Vuitton, it's Louis Vuitton from head to toe, you know, there's a there's a difference between being like a label whore and like having labels all over you, and like mixing labels. You know, mm-hmm. one is they're both maybe faux pas, but in different ways.
1: Yeah, totally. Okay, so we get to the restaurant topping rose, and I'm totally expecting everyone to be like, "Ew, I hate topping rose. Oh, that place that place is disgusting." But thankfully, there was none of that. At least none that aired. And Uba, we get to the table and Uba has to sit facing north. And I just, I love her little quirks. I think they're so like funny. And she is just so stunning and gorgeous. And I just wanna watch her at all times. We find out that Uba doesn't drink and neither does Jenna, which is interesting. I don't know that we've had, no, we have had more than one sober housewife at a time, but they start talking about what they're gonna do the next morning. You know, Aaron says, okay, I'm gonna have breakfast for everyone. And it's like, oh, well, I don't want to eat before I work out. No, we can't eat before we work out. No, I don't want to eat that. Well, what kind of coffee do you have? Well, I know I need this coffee. And it's just, Erin, again, is just like, this is the last, I'm sure she's thinking, this is the last fucking time I'm ever hosting you bitches again.
0: I mean, like, they do not hold back. Like, n- none of them are thinking about, oh, how can I be respectful? but still, you know, maybe get what I want. Like, maybe just I'll slip out in the morning and get my own coffee or whatever, you know? Right. They're not thinking that way. They are expecting Aaron to have exactly what they want, when they want it, how they want it. And I don't know. I'm not here for it. I think Aaron is doing a fabulous job hosting. So shout out to Aaron. But of course the conversation turns to sex, as it seems to do quite a bit in this episode. Uba shares that she can't only have sex one time. Like when having sex, she has sex like eight times a night, like, you know, when she's having sex. And who was it that made the comment that was like, was it Aaron that was like, you know, I guess you can have sex eight times if you're starfishing, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> Who's got the time for
1: that? Honestly, I, I like I didn't sleep. <laughs>
0: I know Uba is like a force to be reckoned with but this is also when Jenna shares the story about how she was outed by the New York Post and this was really interesting and fascinating and heartbreaking at the same time to hear so you know I guess we learn about her story with her husband how she didn't know she was a lesbian she just kind of knew she was unhappy and kind of realized it when she was like talking to her lesbian friend. And she kind of started to think about her and have feelings for her. And they were spotted out to dinner one night. Um, not being touchy-feely at all. But basically, the New York Post calls the PR team at J Crew And wants confirmation from Jenna whether she's a lesbian. And they asked her to confirm or deny in that moment. And even though she wasn't sure... She said, confirm. And that's like how she was outed. I mean, that story is absolutely insane to me and would never fly today. What What did you think when you heard that?
1: I thought it was so unfair and so disgusting for a publication to do that. And like she said, she's like, I was only three weeks into this like journey, if you want to call it that. And, you know, she still didn't really know what her feelings were. And then she's put in this situation to have to, like, you know, confirm or deny. It's black and white. And I mean, she definitely was very brave in just saying, you know, well, I guess it's not worth hiding. But I just think it's anytime someone's pressured to come out, you know, before they are ready to or, like, not on their own terms is not okay. So shame on the New York Post. I did not know that that was, you know, how it had gone down, but um, really, it's really gross. Agreed. So, of course, then, you know, well, then we start hearing like, okay, are you dating someone? And Jenna says, yes, she is dating someone and she's very happy, but that person is, does not want to be in the public eye and Jenna, you know, respects that. And then, of course, we get Sai saying, well, my husband has to be on the show. Like, why doesn't Jenna's person have to be on the show? And it's like, well, probably because she put that in her contract. I don't know. Again, Sai, you are not on my list of favorites as of yet.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, things could change, but. Yeah. And although normally my MO would be like, you signed up to be on a reality show, you should show your entire life. Like, this is what we're here for. I totally understand Jenna's decision. I mean, her girlfriend hasn't been in the spotlight long before she was on Rony. You know, it's not like she started dating this woman, you know, on the show and she refuses to, you know, mm-hmm. show her. It's like, we don't know anything about this woman, you know, however long they've been together. So I definitely think she went into it with this, you know, stipulation and considering her, you know, past, I I respect it.
1: Yeah. And so then we get into, you know, Jessel's relationship. Of course, you know, it's being shared that her and her husband have not had sex in a long time she talks about her infertility journey and how she really went through everything alone you know she didn't tell her mom that even that she was going through IVF and I can only imagine how hard that must have been because it does seem like they're very close and you know again it's like what just you know just go home and have sex with your husband it can't be that hard I was annoyed So then we get a trip to the bathroom and on the way to the bathroom, we stumble into the kitchen. Uba just walks around like she owns the place and, is you know, she wants to meet the chef. Oh, she wants to look at the pantry. Oh, my God. I love this coconut cream. This is the best coconut cream ever. I'm just going to take this can. And Aaron, you can tell, is mortified and is like, you have to put that back. Oh, my God. And Uba's justifying it by saying, you know, my, the food here is very expensive. I can take this kind of coconut cream. So Erin was thoroughly embarrassed by her friend's behavior, I think. But it was pretty funny. And she ended up, you know, they ended up giving it back to the server. So all's well that ends well.
0: I just loved Uba in this moment. Like, just like Erin said, like, If Uba even drank after one sip of champagne, we would need to escort her out of this place. Like, now I understand why she's sober because she is just such a vibrant, vivacious personality. Like, naturally. And I just love it. Like, I think it comes off authentic. You know, it doesn't come off like she's trying to, like, put on a show or be somebody that she's not. I think she's quirky. I think she's fun. We did get confirmation. Her and Chanel Ion are cousins. She confirmed it on Watch What Happens Live. So that makes a lot of sense that, you know, both of them have these kind of quirky, fun personalities, and it definitely shows I thought Uba was the MVP of this episode because she is just bringing some fun and lightness to the show that we so desperately need.
1: Oh, my God. I'm going to need a spinoff show with Chanel Ayan and Uba, like, in the works immediately these two are just tv gold and i
0: will watch anything that they're on oh my god agreed so the ladies get back after dinner you know the ones that drink are are quite drunk um erin's like doing handstands like her shirt's falling off it's it's fun it's crazy i love it then they go to try on the lingerie Sai, you know as much as she's annoying me in this episode looks amazing uba tries on her like little gold number which isn't like the sexiest thing but is also very chic and elegant while Uba might like something a little bit more like skin bearing you know at first she's like "Eh, like this is kind of grandma like didn't you see my body but then she kind of warms up to it and is very nice you know when she approaches Jenna in it then we get to Jessel and I was wondering, the title of the episode was, Oh, Christmas Tree. And I was like, oh, is it going to be like Christmas in the Hamptons? But no, no, no. They're talking about the lingerie because Jessel's, you know, saying for the whole house to hear, I look like a fucking Christmas tree in this size large lingerie dress. I mean, she is just, she's like, I hate it. It's ugly. Like, I can't believe anybody would pick this out. Like, so rude right in front. Of Jenna and Aaron. Yeah, I don't know if she, did she understand that the gift was from Jenna?
1: Like, I where is this, where is she, I don't know, getting off to be this rude in front of Jenna? Like, I just can't imagine saying that to someone who gifted me something. Yes, I agree. It was ugly. But you don't have to be so rude about it. And you know, poor Jenna is just kind of like, you can tell she's kind of shrinking into herself because I think she's embarrassed. And I I don't know, it, you can tell this is not going to be something that just gets blown over, you know, once this night is over. This is going to be something. And we even get a sneak peek of it where they call out Jessel the next day. And, you know, Jenna says it didn't feel good the way that you were receiving this gift. And, you know, of course, Jessel's like, oh, come on. So I don't know. I think this is kind of the beginning of of a little feud between those two. And it's just so funny. You never know what is going to be the impetus of housewife fights. Like, you just never know. You cannot predict this shit.
0: I know. I love it. And, like, it's too early to tell whether this was just, you know, a one-off. And Jessel, you know, maybe after talking about the sex with their husband and the insecurities, this was just kind of like an icing on the cake for her, or if this is maybe a little bit of, of who she really is. You know, if she's a little snobby, if she's a little stuck up, if she's, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not considerate of people's feelings. So I'm not making a call just yet, but you know, we're getting hints of things that maybe are, I don't know, not not looking good. I do want to say how much I missed Bryn in this episode because personally I was really looking forward to getting to know her better this episode. You know, mm-hmm. I noticed last episode everybody got an intro package. We saw their house, we saw their spouses, we learned about their their lives, but we did not get that for Bryn last episode. Are we going to get it? I don't know. That's a good question. And now I'm wondering if initially they
1: had planned for Bryn to be a friend of, and maybe didn't shoot as much uh, as much with her in the beginning, and then. Either when that other woman fell out of contract, maybe they promoted her or they just decided, oh, she's a firecracker. She'll be great. Let's, you know, let's keep using her more. I don't know. But you're right. We have yet to see um, sort of Brynn's backstory. And then
0: she was sick this episode. So I don't know. Time will tell. But we do know she returns next week. She arrives at the Hamptons' house, and I expect nothing less than chaos. So, I am so excited for next week. We will be back to cover it all and we'll be recapping Real Housewives of Orange County this Thursday. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any Bravo breaking news. Bye everyone.